Hey everybody, we at Podgave Rock and Roll Do You want to make it clear that we don't mean any offense by our comments, critiques, or opinions. We're not music critics, just buddies that use talking about music as an excuse to hang out. Also, our language is intended for adult ears. Enjoy! Cause I'm in the shed house Wish I played in a rock and roll band Somebody give me a dollar bill So I can pass out on the jukebox curse at equipment more than I think anyone I, in my history with musicians you cursing at equipment is, is is a definite at least once a night at a show you should you should be in my office every day it's just it's just I sound like a fucking sailor in that I, like, all day stuff's long. hard enough when you're trying to do it and then the stuff doesn't work and you're like I react sharply to certain things something. but it's usually like if I like hit my elbow on like the side of a door or stub my toe and then i'm like god damn it fuck and then i'm quickly like okay i've realized i can i can deal with one big thing happening but if like four little things in a row happen i go nuclear <laughs> like just stupid little things like in sequence I'm the, like, all the papers are going up in the air oh just like you know if like this little thing and then that little thing and then this and then the phone rings and like whatever something knocks over I'm going to lose it. My response is always like, especially if I'm at a table, palm on the table. Just, bah! Oh, just yeah. a palm hit on the table or like a bat bottom of the fist. Yeah, you don't punch anything. No, I don't punch no, it straight. No, yeah, I no. go like straight down with no, the bottom. I have a super short fuse, but it never it never explodes. You know what I mean? I'll, oh, really? I'll cuss all day, but I'm not really that mad. I'm just letting it out. <laughs> but I must say when Michelle's home and or someone's around and they hear me, they're like, oh my God. What the hell is going on in there? Like nothing. It's just an email. <laughs> nothing. Why do I you just... ask? No, I um, I couldn't find my other sock. I'm a thrower. I throw things. <laughs> or like the other day. Or so for me, if something is kind of working, I will just break it. So I have to replace it. Like the other night I was hanging out with my wife and she was in the bathroom and I was, my keyboard stopped. I have a detachable keyboard for my laptop and it stopped working and she just heard whack. And she's like, what was that? And I was like, well, my keyboard wasn't was kind of like two keys weren't working. So I was like, and I kept trying to hit them. And then I was like, okay, this, now the whole thing doesn't work. <laughs> that, then you got to buy a new keyboard. Exactly. Cause it's like, I'm going to have to anyway, but I, I'm going to keep trying to get around not using K or L. I've always been very even keeled. I'm going to stay calm. That's why anytime I get mad, it's a short burst of like a fuck or a God damn it. And then I'm, I'm over it. Basically. I'll say I simmer, 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 boil over. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I won't obsess about things, but anger is not really uh, an emotion that I experience that intensely. Really? I, I don't know why. It just, or maybe I, maybe I do, and that's why I have anxiety. I just, I just, I suppress it so much. <laughs> the depression is rage turned inward. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I finally diagnosed that one, right? Well, well, well speaking of depression and rage. When I was a child, I used to be enraged when the Alabama football team lost. Used to be. I, when I was, I remember one time Alabama lost to Florida when I was a kid, and I had my first car. I was like 15, and I drove out of my driveway in my '86 Oldsmobile, and I was driving, and I just started pounding my steering wheel, and it stuck. When it, it stuck, it just the horn. The horn stuck. Oh. So I'm like, I don't know what to do. And then I start freaking out. And then I turn around and go home. My dad, who also has a temper about Mississippi State games. I grew up and he'd be hitting the TV when they made a mistake with his fist. I'm like, don't, are you going to break our TV? But my getting back and my dad walks outside. He's like, 
you hit the steering wheel, didn't you? Because Alabama <laughs> lost. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> idiot um like i learned it from watching you dad yeah, yeah. it sounds yeah. like rocky had been there before it's yeah. like that weed commercial back in the 90s it's like where'd you get this weed it's like i learned it from watching you dad <laughs> well whenever i think about alabama and music they are mentioned in a steely dan song really? the one that's like they call alabama the crimson tide the same song that's like, and die behind the wheel. They got a name for the winners in this world. Yeah. I want a name when I lose. Drink scotch whiskey. And call, what, what's that song called? Uh, it's not the Charlemagne, is it? No, Kitch, it's, no. it's Call Me Something. Call Me da, da, do. Oh, That's the name of the song. Damn, call Me. Ugh. Well, I guess. anyway, either way. Now, I, and I was trying to think a second ago. I was like, do other famous rock and roll songs have sports team names in them that you can think of? I mean, usually, like, the arts and sports don't really interest. <laughs> and, and I'm really surprised to hear the Stilly Dan mention Alabama. They're about as far from Alabama in every sense well, of the yeah, word. But in the 70s, Alabama was the dominant college football program. So and it, then, like... <laughs> They're just so New Yorky. They're so like they're so pretentious. They were like, "This is we, we know we know middle well, America." Not rock, but there's plenty of rap. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> there's plenty of hip hop that mentions. Yeah. Um, and it's called Deacon Blues. Yes, yes. Deacon but that Blues. that was the first Steely Dan song that I ever knew from like FM radio. I can't say I loved him as a kid. It was always I, like, "What are these these drunkards? These assholes?" <laughs> like, my my best friend growing up. He his dad was like the only Democrat in town, and like to the point where like his pumpkin was carved with Clinton, Gore, and a check mark in ninety two oh oh or ninety six. I can't fighting remember. Fighting pumpkins. Fighting pumpkins. Yeah, <laughs> and he would he would like his front porch would always have just half smoked cigars. He'd just go out there and grab one, and start smoking it. But he had three cassette tapes when we would drive somewhere. He had that Steely Dan album, uh, Shaved Fish. What was that? Country Joe and the Shaved Fish. Just Country Joe McDonald and the Fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a shave. <laughs> How do you shave a fish? What do you shave it of? Scales. Oh, no. It's a scaleless. Like you know how they have skinless that, cat. That, it's a that, scaleless fish. That's it's a shark. <laughs> um, but he would play that and that, and then he had a linen cassette. He had basically three cassettes from the seventies, and that's John or Vladimir. <laughs> that's not a. It's not a bad. Triple collection there. I mean, Country Joe is not a, a full cassette you ever want to listen to. And as a kid, like you just said, neither is Steely Dan. I still don't love Steely. I mean, I respect Steely Dan, but I don't. I I, I like Dirty Work. And if I never hear another Steely Dan, I'm fine. I mean, they're well, great. They're real in the years. I'll, I'll listen That's to real in the years all yeah. day. They're just so like. I just I they don't think they'd be fun guys to hang out with. I think they'd be super fun. It's almost too polished when you listen. It's to so it. cerebral and so like. It almost has like an elitist, like superior. I don't know. There's, it, it just, it's too. What? What's the story? Right? One of them, like Fagan, I think, and Chevy Chase were roommates in college. Is that? I, don't I, th know. I think that's 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 correct. I mean, they're super talented. Let's be clear. It's just not my cup of tea. <laughs> I mean, I think it's about fifty fifty. I, I'm sure there's fifty percent of people would be like, hell yeah, Steely Dan. That's why Wait, it's there. It, it's true. <laughs> I went to Denver one time, and a friend of mine that I grew up with was like, oh, we're going to see a Steely Dan cover band, and I'm like, what? Went to a bar. Steely Larry. <laughs> that's the redneck, Steely Dan. Uh, that's what you would see in, at Ribeyes in Yazoo City, Mississippi. Ribeye. Steely Larry. <laughs> Larry Steele, more like that's it. That's a porn star. <laughs> but 
<laughs> I, I was probably 30 at the time. So the amount of like 45 to 50 year old white couples dancing in mm. there is no <laughs> wider dancing one than what they were doing with oh like the God. slow shoulder roll to steely to dan? steely dan oh, don't do so that. drunk <laughs> not even like slow dancing like with their arms around each other's like hips just like just one hand just <laughs> oh yeah it, it, it was very similar to what i feel like a jimmy buffett concert would be but with like a Hawaiian shirt and shorts. And I think like there are more songs I like at the Jimmy Buffett concert. <laughs> really? Absolutely. That, them, them are them, them are fighting no. words. I don't think Steely Dan's a fighting kind of band. I know Jerry Jimmy Buffett isn't. Well, <laughs> uh, them, them, them these guys like I, I mean I, no I definitely think there are definitely more Jimmy Buffett songs I like. Than, I would than I would Dan. see Steely Dan at their peak over Buffett. Maybe now I'd rather see a little Buffett. I don't know. Isn't I think Steely Dan isn't like a, a sexual? It's a it's some kind of sexual. The name means some kind of like sexual uh, something. What other. would a Dan be? A Steely Dan? <laughs> yeah. It oh, it was a it was a fucking dildo or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was a, a Steely. Are you, there are steel dildos. I, I have not I don't witnessed know if it was this actual stainless I would, steel. I would get it if it was like the dawn of the industrial revolution, but a, a steel dildo. What would you, you would you would get one then? Is that what you're saying? No, I would. I would... <laughs> I would, I would get You're like if it was back in the 1900s, 19, the early late 1800s. If we're talking, if we're talking 1892, you get one. A, a Steely Dan. A, would let be, me have that licorice and that flower, and uh, yeah, go ahead and give me another Steely Dan. That it'd be so cold. What would be a steel dildo? Maybe it was electric. I reckon you could heat it up, put it by the fire. You put it, in, <laughs> put it in the toaster. You put it, in the, put it in the boiling. What you boil it in water to to disinfect it in 1892, and then you're like, put it on the hot plate. Put it on the hot plate. Put it in the fire. Oh my goodness. Well, on that note, uh, you were listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you, and this week we are talking about Tommy James and the Shondells. Crimson and Clover from their 1968 album Crimson and Clover written by Tommy James and Peter Lucia and produced by Tommy James and released on Roulette uh, I want I to talk about this song over and over <laughs> Neil uh, <laughs> uh, you know, look, this is this is a classic that I have heard my entire life. Though honestly, I'm not sure if I heard the Tommy James and the Shondells version or the Joan Jett version first. They were both, you know, hits, but Joan Jett, I was a kid when that was a new kind of release. So I'm going to guess I heard that first. But either way, I, I, I love how electric this song is. Not in terms of like equipment, but just in terms of like the energy mm-hmm. of the song. And, but it's also very of sweet. how it makes your body feel. talk. Just I got shiver. I got uh-huh. chills. And they're multiplying. Um, it, <laughs> it, 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 Those aren't chills. The use of like anticipation and satisfaction <clears throat> on repeat in the song. It, it is all anticipation. The song. And I, I I love that, and I love the payoff with the outro there. And I don't know, this song just makes me feel really good when I hear it. That's like the pinnacle of music for me. Is like if I hear it and it puts me in a better mood, then that's kudos to whoever fucking wrote, produced, performed, like the whole package. Like I'm on top of the world and I'm a badass at the same time. 
Uh, this song may, uh, this song checks all those boxes for you. Top of the world, it really, it really does. There's <laughs> Josh has a top hat, and a cane, and a monocle. As soon as the song comes on, a gravy train with biscuit wheels. That's right. That's right. Jumping up and clicking my feet. But I do. I love every part of the song, but one, which we'll get to. Uh, the production is outstanding. Mm-hmm. The vibe is what it's all about, and the tag just sounds like something fun and a bit dangerous, even though it's just a color and a flower. <laughs> fun and dangerous. A badass on a mountain. You get that from the great dog. It's fun. It's dangerous. My badass. You know. Yeah. All of the above. The answer is Josh D. is thinking badass and thinking popery. There's, there's there's a lot of personalities in this song, and I mean, it definitely has a contrast and just the way it is so sweet, and then has that rocking part. It's a amazing song, and it's kind of it seems like another one of those. It's just a blueprint for how it's done. It's just yeah. it seems like one of those songs that's just been around for a long time, and it has. <laughs> And, it and I like all the uh, the different kind of rhythms in the song, just the way the vibrato works with the falling guitar chords, just the rhythm of those. And it does have a like a, a wobbly feel, almost like to what you were saying with the, just the energy of it. The tremolo effects. Yes, yes. Vibrato, tremolo. Are those different? Not really. Well, vibrato um, comes from wobbling the string, and tremolo comes from a change in volume of the amp speaker. Ah, vibrato is something dual okay. instrument. Vibrato is something that is in the amp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha. Mm-hmm. It's just so dynamic. It's it it really does a lot. It packs a punch. It's it's not a song you want to wear out. I kind of like keeping it distant. Like, and when I yeah. do hear it, I'm like, damn, that's good. Um. <laughs> Absolutely, I love it. I love that. Yeah, it's a good phrase, but I'll, I mean, the song <laughs> is really just the one thing ad nauseum, and it's good. And let's be clear. They make the very most out of one good phrase. Because that's all this song is. It does it literally on repeat over and over. And then you can tell they paint themselves into a corner because the bridge has nothing to do with it. They're like, we just have to get out of this so we can come back to it. So the bridge is very contrived and just a, like, well, we got to do something. And it goes back to the hmm. one thing. The production is great in the sense that it, the slow tempo and the production with the vibrato adds a lot of character to it and and, and, yeah. and and makes it bear repeating. It's a really, really good song, but it's about as simple as a, it's damn near tedious. They walk in the line mm. between being tedious and, but that phrase is good, but it just, everything is da, 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 da. That's all the song does like 70 times. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Da da, yeah. like which verse am I singing? <laughs> da 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 da. You can't because it's all, and then it breaks da, away da, 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 into da, da, da. a. Well, we just got to do something. Yeah, uh, I don't think that's contrived though. That's totally what's not. The the bridge, the rocking section. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the song. So we got to do something. We just got to get. What away do you mean from nothing it. to do? with It has it. nothing to do with the theme of the song. It sounds great in the song. It's, it changes the feeling a little bit. I'm not saying it's well, bad. How, like why is it? Is it just like? It's fine, but it's not like it's not like oh like then we have this other great part. It's just like we have another part that's just some generic rock shit. I think it's one of the things that saves the song. Like if it and didn't that's have what that it does. rock and bridge, it's because yeah. it has to. Right, exactly. It's utilitarian. I, 
I just think this is all vibe and production. Theme. You know, it's, there's that one phrase you were talking about, Jonathan. But it's more it's more of like musical movement. Like it's it's all vibe. Like it's not this it's could not be kind vibe. of about anything. It's not the best, most amazing songwriting you'll ever hear. But it's a good song experience. No, not not at all. But it's still good. It's a good. It's a well written song. But it's not like a really good song that has like three different amazing parts. Uh, the ah part starts off with just like. It could be relief. It could be satisfaction. It could be recognition. It could be certain. You have no idea what the song is about. You can argue by the end of the song, you have no idea what yeah, it's it about c- as well. But like, <laughs> but all of that stuff is up in the air. And then with the like you described it, Neil, I love that the falling guitars. There's just kind of this whole anticipation of something. Mm-hmm. Like I almost thought of it like as after midnight. Like it's something sexy and fun. And then the yeah, kind of yeah. adds a little danger in there. I just think that they kind of are working together to build this ambient feeling of just anything can happen. And it's just life. Yeah, and I like the contrast, the wobble into the rock, back into the wobble. It's like this song has you kind of just moving. Not like There's some push-pull. Yeah, there. yeah, a lot of that. Well, yeah, because they can't, because the last thing they can do is stay at that tempo with something mediocre. Because it's going to look like shit compared to the great part that started the song. So that's why they had to change Absolutely. it so drastically because they couldn't figure out what to do with it at that tempo. You can tell because what they have is so well, now, good that it's going to dwarf anything else that's also not also equally amazing. So they just say all bets are off. You, well, you hear this, you hear this in songs so, like Mike Sharona. They have this crazy fucking bridge, and um, um, the the Go Go's tune head over heels it does this and you it's a common thing where like the part's just so good that they have to get a we listen to oh charlie brown the boom da dun da da dun 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 like it's all great the bridge has nothing to do with that and you can tell they just like it's so good that they don't know where to go so they just what the bum 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 yeah and all that shit's great that's all it right and then it goes but doon doon do it goes into a 12 bar blues in the middle so you're not saying the part is bad you're just saying it's out of place no it's not even out of place it's just it shows limitations in like how extraordinary this song is it has a great vibe this song is great this song is best for about 40 seconds and after that it's fucking every time I hear it the verse I get less and less interested in it I think it's critical though it's it's the reason we're talking about it because it has that right because they had but they had to do it was a very simplistic choice well they had to if they wanted to write a hit song yes exactly they had but it was a very (laughs) simplistic choice it was like but I but I wonder if it's because so I mean you know this is a band that was basically very very poppy before this I mean you're talking their last single was Moni Moni right okay. mm-hmm. and then like look how many look how many parts are to that song that's what I'm saying that's a better song than this song this might be produced better but that's a much better song I actually did not know that this was the same band that did Moni Moni and Crystal Blue Persuasion's <laughs> fucking sick. I think but I, that's on this same album, which is but that know, song this is album nasty. is Crimson that's a better Clover, song. This one, Lisa '68. I do no, not agree. I think with this that. one's more important. But they did uh, "Money, Money." I think we're alone now. Yeah, uh, dragging, dragging the line. But let's be clear, I I don't really fault them because when you have something that's this good, you're like, I ha- I cannot keep doing this. I don't know what to do. Fuck it. Let's just. But flip. they did. They knew exactly what to they do. Didn't, I don't think they had yeah, <laughs> a lot of choices. They just went totally off book. We're just going to do something I don't totally think, different. Well, I think it's a great song. I love what it does. I just don't know why. I don't know how you can assume that they just were it's in sure a rut. The same and, issue you had with the guitar solo in Crazy Train. You're like, they just slapped a chord progression in there. And you weren't wrong. And that's what they did here. Yeah. It's the same thing. Except I like Crazy Train chord progression much better than this one. 
also did Hanky Panky was their other big uh, sweet <laughs> song. But, you know, so basically that was all like they had songwriters, they had other producers. This, he wanted to do it. He wanted a new sound. He wanted to write songs himself. He wanted a new sound for him. This is their first single. This is their first release, the first song on the album. There's actually, the way that he had it, it's a five and a half minute version that really gets a little trippy like in that middle section before it goes into that outro. But he took it to the head of the studio and the guy was like, and with just a three minute like rough cut, and the guy was like, no, nah, we're putting this out as a single now. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really good. It's really it good. But, but it was Tommy James' first time producing. Production's you excellent. Know, probably writing yeah. the songs. But I wonder if that middle part is just, you know, he's trying to... When you say that it's contrived, <laughs> maybe it's it's because he's in there just really experimenting for the first time in a production, you know, as the producer. Well, it's one of those yeah. things where it's so good. So, it's just like, well, fuck it, man. Just put something in there. It'll work. It won't matter. The part's so good. It'll be fine. It's I yeah, I can see yeah. how it was assembled is what I'm saying. That's part of the like the whole charm of the song because they're they're really using a lot of stuff, like really kind of overdoing it, like with the vibrato and just production, but it really hit the point on this. Like, to me, just, that part does get to be too much too. I get sick of it. Well, I do, Which I do one? appreciate that they, they made sure that it was in time with the song. Right. Cause it doesn't get too off. Right. It's, it's not, right. It's right. right, right. It, it really puts it in, in like in that groove on the original one, the timing is off and they did not fix it until 1991. When they released it. So, are, you're talking about the the final part, the third part? No, I'm just talking about how much effect is on it. Like it's, it's well, the final part ju- with his he's him just singing playing tremolo. It crazy. It's just a tremolo effect. Yeah, but it sounds like guitar. it's on. I don't know. It's not like it was on the whole track. You can put it on a track too. Like the whole, you didn't have to be feeling. Like, it's just on the guitar, and it's so, it's used a lot, but it's not on everything. But then, at the end of the song, he they basically were like, let's sing. Let's plug the mic into the amp and use the same tremolo. That's what I'm saying. Somewhere it's on there. The it's on another place. Yeah, at the end, like at the lot. end, he's singing. He's singing through tremolo. Yeah. It's just like he's singing through tremolo. It becomes distracting. For me. The most memorable thing of the song is the. Uh, Whenever I hear the song, what I what I'm missing, what I want more of is that. Well, it's so I just want to hear it's that. It's so great because when you have a song that has that good of a groove, and then you just find one lick that you can play, and you're like, oh yeah, just there's there's no reason to go anywhere else other than this, you know. And and you can kind of like get into that groove of just playing that kind of one little simple line. Well, Tommy James is playing pretty much everything but drums and, and bass on this uh, track. And I, and Peter Lucia, who is the co-writer of the song, he's playing drums, and Mike Vale is playing bass. But I, I, lo- I love his guitar playing in this song. I think, like, even when he's doing the... Oh, that's... Yeah, that's the best part. The, like, those... Oh, that's your, your favorite yeah, part? Yeah, those harmonics in the, the bridge. Because, it, like, it's so... In perfect rhythm, like everything else in this song, and then when he starts yeah. messing with it, like he he really does like a complicated little like strumming in there. It's cool, and it's a great tone waka, uh, on waka, every waka, lick. Waka, I think, waka. yeah. Jonathan, what what's what's your what's your favorite part of the song? I mean, probably right when it starts, like like just yeah. Th- that's the kind of it's the kind of song that like works 
great in a scene in a movie where it has all the impact of the first time it comes on and then it fades in the background. And that's that. And when I, and I have to sit yeah. and listen to this song, I'm like, it, 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 I like I, said, I start picking it apart because they're literally sitting there saying Crimson and Clover over and over. Like they know they have nothing else. Like, this is their ace in the hole. So like, we're just going <laughs> to write that it. point, they just the exaggeration of like how they're singing. Everything's just like so kind of over exaggerated. And one of my favorite parts is just in the beginning where he says, but I think I could love the way he says, but, uh, but I think my lead, the only <laughs> blemish in this song in my mind is the vocal tremolo at the end. I, I don't yeah, it's way too much. love the way that sounds. I love the music that it's, that's going on behind it, but I, I'm not a huge fan of that vocal effect. Yeah, I think the good and the bad about this song is it feels affected. It feels like almost melodramatic. It's, it's, yeah, it's a bit over the top, but it's good enough where to me a song like um, The Hollies, you know, um, sometimes all I need is air is this kind of vibe, but better. I, I think it's a pretty cool vibe. It's great in a scene, but it has a very short shelf life for me. Like I'm like, you, you got me for it because it's really laying it on thick. I think it could be about 45 seconds shorter. Well, the whole thing. I mean, the lyrics <laughs> there's are only, just... There's only like two, yeah. like, only like three And they don't it. really say much. Exactly. The song's that's my point. Like, well, but it's about anything you want it to be about, basically. Like, it's just... It's kind of just a groove. You know, what is Crimson and Clover? I don't know. Like, let's put it this way. It, I'd rather have to play the song again to hear it again. Like, because it's at 348, three, three, in there. If it was around three minutes, I'd be more compelled to be like, ah, oh, that's pretty good. Let me hear that again. Well, as it is, I'm like, by the end of it, I'm like, Jesus well, Christ, dude. What? What? Oh, seriously. I, I can see that. That's fair. It That's fair. Editing. Even Josh didn't like the last verse. And they only did that because they're like, once again. Well, we, no, I mean, I like the music. I just don't like it. Right, but they're like, we effect. can't keep doing the same thing. How are we going to get, okay, now? I'm so, they, they put, could have put like a key change in or something, which would achieve the same kind of thing. Don't they? At the end, it goes into a key change. Now, speaking of, of, you know, what the song's about, uh, I couldn't really find much, but so Tommy James says that he woke up one morning with the melodic part in his head and thought about Crimson and Clover, which is his favorite color and favorite flower. But Peter Lucia, who is a co-writer of the song, said he came up with the line, watching a high school football game <laughs> where the mascots were the uh, <laughs> Crimson and the Clovers. Nice. Yeah. So, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but again, we were talking about the lyric. The lyric is basically just—I don't know. There's something sexy. It's the melody about, is what's yeah, sexy about the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> it's like well, the mel- I mean, the lyrics are pretty sexy but, you know, too. No, there's there's a mystery in the lyrics. That's all like, the melody. That's all the melody. The melody is making all those things seem cool. I'm I'm curious though, like just because the way like no, I don't hardly know her, but I think I could love her, Crimson and Clover. Right, those aren't okay, of yeah, all the lyrics you shit on, like those are not fantastic lyrics. If you take them out of that melody, no, they're not. With the melody, they're fine. No, they're not. I'm, not, I'm but I'm, what I'm saying is, well, if she come walking over, now I've been waiting to show her, and then the third time, the the final one is my my such a sweet thing. I almost I'm curious, and I didn't hear this because Dolly's basically saying the whole thing. I wonder if a guy sang those first two verses and then a female sang the third verse. Yeah. Like a, yeah. You know, like a little duet setting. I think that would be real nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That would. And just set up. Because like Crimson and Clover, it, yeah, it's well, a flower it'd be and like color, the, but it, it 
kind of seems sexual. And I, yes, that It'd might be, be like the what melody. we were talking about in Gautier, like how that kind of really took it up a notch. Yeah, yeah. He, he should have, Jonathan, maybe he should have, instead of contriving a bridge, <laughs> he should have contrived a like, female. Where, where, where would you think the, the female part would be? My such a sweet the thing. My, my such a sweet thing. Because if you listen to it, you're, it's almost like the first two is a, is a guy like watching someone or seeing somebody or wanting something. Like even like out at a so bar and one. seeing somebody across the bar like, oh man. So does the last one. Wanted to. So does the third. But then, but you can also take that as that's the girl. Like, ooh, I'm, I'm a, such a sweet thing. Mm-hmm. I want to do everything. <laughs> I don't know about feeling. that. Like, I don't see how that's a female part. Eh. I see it. I see it, Josh. <laughs> I said, thank you, Neil. <laughs> I just needed one person to back me up there, Johnny. I just don't. I mean, uh, guys, a woman be like, yeah, my mom said, like, she's thinking she's a sweet thing, or she's thinking the guy's a sweet thing. Yes, she want to do everything. She, my my, such a sweet thing. Or maybe, yeah, maybe she's she makes eye contact. My my, I mean, such you're a sweet you're in, in, in imagining scenarios where this would fit, but I don't see how this fits yeah. that way. I, eye to eye at a bar, make eye contact. No, I understand. I'm you just saying her, it's more. This would be a great duet. Like, how do, like you don't see it? I mean, you, two people can sing it. It doesn't sound like two separate points of view, though. <laughs> it, we we will we will we will agree. <laughs> I don't to agree disagree with that. You know on that. I do have a little fun fact. This was one of the first songs ever recorded a uh, 16 track. Hmm. Nice. Fun fact. That is a fun fact. And and it was and it reached number 1 for I think 7 weeks or 3 yeah, 7. Yeah, weeks. I mean it definitely like it's it's a, it is an effective song. Yeah, and to get to number 1 in what 68 68, that's, yeah. Uh, that's, there's I mean, a lot, there's lot, lot of going, heavy hitters going, going on there. Going on, man. Yeah. Also that they toured with uh Hubert Humphrey, who was, a vi- who was Lyndon Johnson's <laughs> vice president, they toured with him as he was up in for who? in 68. Uh-huh. <laughs> but Hubert Humphrey wrote the liner notes for the oh. album. So you get the album that from like, Clover. Uh, nothing says our <clears throat> fresh artistic vice integrity. President, like failed presidential candidate Hubert Humphrey uh, wow. <laughs> wrote the liner <laughs> notes. Um, and speaking of Hubert Humphrey, that brings us to the vibe time the section ends. of this podcast. And since this is my song, I'm going to say that I want to hear this song at a bar, having a drink, kind of out of nowhere, coming on the radio in the car where I can turn it up and just start singing uh, at a party where basically like randomly, like kind of Neil said it earlier perfectly, like where I don't necessarily put this on, but when it comes on, I'm like, fuck yes, Crimson Clover. (laughs) Fuck yes. Yes. And then I'm in a good mood (laughs) for the next 30 minutes. Jonathan, when do you want to hear it? Uh, I think once again, I think this kind of song works best in a in a scene in a movie, or in a commercial, or something where once again it, it it's so impactful at the beginning that it just does something really well, and then it keeps doing it, and then it does something just different, just to get, and then it comes back and does the thing again. So the less the less I have to hear it, the more I like it. So you're saying like the first trailer for Sid and Nancy, like back exactly. in the 80s. Exactly. If, the, if this were to come in and exactly. be like, ah, and then you're just like Duh. in England, right. fucking. And then yeah, it's, it's, it leaves okay. at its peak. Yeah. Okay. And then, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And I, I, I agree. And just Josh to like speak to your dreamy danger. Like I could see this. It, <laughs> That's a Josh's cologne. Dreamy no, danger. It like. <clears throat> it can be used in so many different ways. It, it could be a, in a movie with like a couple in a car making out or on the radio after a fatal crash. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah, you're like a like a fade out after yeah, a crash. Yeah, ah, yeah the radio. That's playing. like the song that plays in the radio. It could be fucking. This sounds like the last yeah. kiss. And yeah, it's both. It's, it's a new video. It's just going like over overhead, like coming up. You're like just seeing like all the fields around it and shit. Uh, speaking, speaking of uh, making out in a car out in the middle of nowhere, let's uh, slide under the influence for a little while. Talk about the influence. That'd have to be song. very, very under um, influence to go anywhere out in the woods in a car with you. After this, you put this song oh, how on. How dare you? I bring I, I bring you down to the Delta. You'll be in the car with me out in the middle of nowhere in no time. I listen to this song. Uh, <laughs> not to this song I want. <laughs> well, yeah, probably not listening to this. Um, Jonathan, what's uh, what what do you influences? What influences song? What did influence moving forward? Other music to like? I mean, you know, obviously listen to Moni Moni. <laughs> um, I mean, it's definitely of that '60s pop ballad with you can hear the hippie influence of like but it's still like very pop um mm-hmm. like i said it kind of has some of that association vibe uh the hollies like I said all i need is the air that i breathe that kind of stuff oh yeah um mm-hmm. that's 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 a good call. and then a lot of stuff from the 70s like Dreamweaver and, and all that kind of stuff where it's just like <laughs> just that heavy like kind of dreamy day right but it's but it's <laughs> right it's that, the, but that this is like the, that's like the 70s versions of this song yeah yeah uh, another can, song i, I haven't heard in so long but if it came on right now and then after like, that oh, everything by fucking michael that. mcdonald and billy ocean and fucking <laughs> but he doesn't sing but like just michael the way, mcdonald but the, and the, billy ocean the over the topness yeah. of it I, yeah, but I feel like there's a little more danger in this than all those. Danger of me turning it. Like this isn't yacht rock. You're like yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah, This is like, this this, this is definitely rock. this is definitely precursor to this gave rise. No, to, no. bullshit. What's not yacht rocky about the it? The precursor to yacht, yacht rock. This is pre yacht no. rock. This, this is, is nowhere. The, Nobody's listening to this on a yacht. <laughs> this is absolutely fucking this is like speedboat huh? rock. Speedboat. <laughs> speedboat. Are you talking fucking? Fucking paddle boat rock. No, 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 no. <laughs> paddle boat rock. This is houseboat rock. Maybe at uh, best. It's just like it's. This is like canoe rock. Fine, canoe rock. Because that's what it feels like. It's you're out there in, a, in a fucking. Is and this is definitely cheesy. It's, it, there's some serious like canoe rock. Some serious cheese with this. Canoe rock. <clears throat> Neil, Neil, save us here for a second. Um, Influences. Yeah, there's just a lot of contemporaries that sound like this. It reminds me of the turtles, rascals. Um, unfortunately, it reminds me of the Trogs. Love is all around us. That is cheesy. Oh, I got you. I got you. Who does this vibe and does it better? The zombies. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's I mean, this. That's the yeah, better version similar. of this. Yep, yep, for sure. And well, you know what mm. is also kind of this kind of sound better version is as uh, them doing like Dylan, like that or kind anything. of like, the yeah. way they do. It's yeah. all over now, baby. Blue is like because he's got blues in his voice. And it is. It is better than this because it's Van doing Bob. I mean, this is the vocals are so like melodramatically like I'd, cool. I'd, I'd probably take uh, time of the season over this. Yeah, yeah. that's a fan. I mean, that's an incredible yeah. song. Yeah, I mean it's sixties ish. I, I hear like the Kinks just with the way they're doing the guitars. I, I, I hear a little kinks in there. I don't really associate it that much with like the flower power there's stuff. Hints, like there's a hint. Li- it's not. It's, it's not. There's overtly. hints, but for me, it's more like psychedelic lounge. That's what I'm saying. The psychedelic the part of flower power, he, but more loungy yeah. than like yacht. Oh, it's a lounge. Not, so, so, like, I said it's pre. It's pre yacht. It's no psychedelic. There's slightly jump, douchey skies but, uh, here. <laughs> douchey skies. <laughs> there's some grand funk stuff 
in the 70s that just the way they break up the songs is very similar to this like how they're like with the bass line kind of breaks so like do 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 it sounds like uh i'm your captain but, that, right that, but see but those that, that they're they're the, the where it changes is an extension of what's already happened well, we kind of disagree yeah, on, yeah. on that, but well, we didn't know. I mean, they, they're they're um, on the same chords. Just, they, just they use they use space and and sim- similarly, similarly. And then I feel like this is something like if if somebody were to cover this today, I feel like it would be like a weekend. Hmm. Yeah, that would be cool to hear. Well, I will say I kind of I think I, I probably think like happening. the Jones Jet version better than the fucking original because um, she makes it not so melodramatically annoying. Like she's she sings it with more balls than Tommy does. Some parts of it, some parts of it. Are I don't better. like it better. I mean, it's good. The, the, the break part is not as good. But the, the whole, yeah, the whole like the charm of this one. song is the dreamy, wobbly '60s nostalgia. Yeah. Now, see, I like a little bit of the edge with it because it's so sappy anyway. It is cool, but like but the, the guitar, like the rhythm of the guitar, is a little different. It doesn't have that. It's true. It didn't have the tremolo. It's 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 more a little more. Well, not even the tremolo, just the way, like the kind of offbeat he's pl- uh, the guitar is played. Yeah, that, like, part, that part chon, is chon, cool. chon, chon, chon. But by the time I hear it a few times, I, I like listen to hers longer. But yeah, the, you give me the first twenty seconds, I'll take the other one for sure. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I mean, we, we we went from making out in a car to to under the covers real <laughs> yeah, fast. Yeah, so, <laughs> we just got uh, we got we got the Joan Jet cover. Jonathan, any other covers that you listen yeah, to? No, just that one. All right, Neil. How about you? Um, well, I was just reminded that Joan Jett even did it, um, and I also I watched the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame performance, which was pretty cool with Dave Grohl, um, Tommy, yeah. um, Joan Jett, Miley Cyrus. It was it was it was a it was a good time. I liked it. Oh, your girl Miley yeah, made an appearance. She sure did. Probably why I didn't. Watch um, it. I listened uh. to a little bit of the Prince. Wasn't into it. Um, yeah, not really, my bag. That's surprising. The song, he kills I the solo. Be, that seems like a song he could, he would it's crush. Just, he fucks with it even more. It seems like it's very yeah, creative. The, the solo's good. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I didn't get but, that far. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can't make it to the solo. It's it's a little. Um, I listened to this version by a band I've never heard of, High Girl. This is what I had written down. Pretty great creative arrangement. And then in the middle, this guy comes in and does like a G love and the special sauce kind of thing. I was like, oh no! Um, but it did. <laughs> like, what happened? Oh, so they do the duet, but they turn it yep, around. Yep, it's the duet. You should check it out. Um, and then one more was uh, old reggae band, the Uniques from the '60s, and it almost sounds like yeah, that old Bob Rocksteady kind of. I can see that being cool. Yeah. Radio, yeah. It's it's interesting. I didn't. It, yeah, it was good. And yeah, at first, I was like, yeah. mm, I don't know about this, but yeah. I mean, it's straight well, up. Just the fact mm-hmm. it's said, like the recording's so bad, too. It's just you can hear, like. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. great. It sounds like they're just recording it in the back of a truck. <laughs> they got um, a cassette recorder. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll add on, like, Heart does a version, which is pretty good. Um, a band called AG Cook does a version, which is not good. Uh, they do synths. Instead of like the guitar in certain parts, and you're just like, "What's wrong with you?" Um, What's wrong? This band called the <laughs> this band called the Shacks does a version that's you know it's pretty much stand it's it's almost like an indie garage. S H A C K S or S H A Q S C K S. I thought you were gonna go S H S H S H. I don't think S H A Q was a thing until O'Neill. No, I thought maybe they were the Shacks. That's what I thought too. I thought maybe they were the Shacks. Like they were the little Shacks. Yeah, like the Shacks. That'd be an awesome name. 
crimson and clover. Uh, <laughs> that was good. Let's do the cover. Shack. Shack cover. Shack, Shack sound? The Shack cover of Crimson and Clover? Of Clover. Um, <laughs> speaking of Shack, how does the shoe fit, Neil? Um, it fits like uh, just just the nature of the song. It fits like a a date shoe, any kind of shoe a you'd uh, shoe. wear on a nice date. Yeah, I mean it's just a it's a, a lot of love, a lot of romance going on here. While what I'm making out with my best girl. romance date shoes. Yeah, what are your default date shoes? Uh, I was actually laughing about that when I wrote that down because I was like, well, it's always been my my nice sneakers. Because I'm not really a dress shoe guy. <laughs> my nice. And sneakers. now that I'm 43, I found that kind of funny. I was like, well, it's yeah, it's always been sneakers. Oh, my, my, these songs are my tennis. My Jordans. Keep gotta gotta brush my so Jordans it's off. It's like this your date. Jordans. It's like the shoes I wear all the time. I can wear one of those. Thank this God, I'm married. You're, you're like cleaning them. You take your Jordans to the shoe shine over and over. <laughs> Jonathan, how does the shoe fit? Uh, this feels like a shoe I'm going to walk by and be like, mm, yeah, I'm going to see that in the glass and see everyone else looking at it. And to borrow a phrase from you, Josh, which I think is especially effective here, this song's a little too precious for me. You know this song is pretty high on the preciousness. <laughs> it is it's precious. very precious. It it's, so, it's, it's, like it's the most it. precious it's song. It's so precious. It's peak preciousness, actually. It's peak and precious. So it's I just a little think, too precious I don't think it's precious. I think what? The, Josh thinks it's dangerous. I think the production, I I think the production and the music how. make it. Over, I get, I get that. Over, but I think it sounds like the Bee Gees, except not as good Bee Gees. Original version. It sounds like the Bee Gees wrote one verse of, of a song. Is what it sounds like. It. This is like a third as good of a Bee Gees song. I think the music and the production make it less. Really, precious. the tremolo and the fucking My affected precious. vocal singing. Vocal singing. I this fits like I mean similar to what you said Neil this fits like my my nice pair of casual my nice boots. shoes that I wear all the time. Casual the boots makes another appearance. Casual boots casual is the boot fucking that I'm I'm at the bar you having ever a drink to make eye contact so like a, with an imagination. Yes. Do you have casual boots? That's all I ever wore were casual Can, boots. Are they on now? Boots. My work boots. Uh now I have Can, I have my do, my do these casual boots have a right what what's the the bottom like? What's the tread like? Is it uh, rubber. I didn't say what material. Is it like a chunky sole? Is it a smooth sole? I'm trying to get it chunky. Well, yeah, for, it's this is for the people, Josh. It's for the people can see the shoes you're wearing. It's chunky. The chunky there, sole. There's some padding there. It's like a grippy, you know? like a mountain boot. I can wear it to work. I can I can wear it to work, or I can wear it with is a it nice can pair of jeans. Or just do you know? Is it, um, <laughs> can you wear it, or is that just what you do, regardless of whether you should or should? I'm, I'm a do guy. You can wear it to work. Why? Because the boss don't mind. I'm guy. I'm just exactly. a do. I can wear it everywhere, really. <laughs> can do attitude. <laughs> and on that mm-hmm. note, uh, our cover of Tommy James and the Shondells Crimson and Clover. I don't hardly know her, but I think I could love her. Crimson and clover. I will she come walking over. And I've been waiting to show her Crimson and Clover.
you just heard was performed by neil marsh and josh bond thanks for listening to pod gave rock and roll to you if you like what you heard please subscribe and rate on apple or spotify or wherever you listen if you'd like to reach out to us you can find us on twitter and instagram under under the handle at pod gave rock next week is jonathan's week what'll it be we'll be doing crazy little thing called love by queen can't wait <laughs>